We are in Yavamas Memehei Amar Aleph 45A2 in the Art School Gemara. The Gemara just mentioned, and they are discussing the case of uh, the child of a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father. And the Gemara had different opinions. They quoted different opinions as to whether or not that child is a mamzer. It mentioned that Rebbe, Rebbe, Rebbe Hudanasi, the one who wrote the Mishnah, so he was of the opinion that the child is a mamzer, but there were others, there were certainly others, who held that the child was a ma- not a mamzer. And we mentioned that the halacha, the way we follow according to the halacha in the end of the day, is that such a child is not a mamzer. But that is certainly, it is certainly a discussion in our Gemara. So the Gemara continues the discussion, and the Gemara says, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Omer, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, he says, Havlad Mekulkal. He doesn't say that the child is a mamzer. He says the child is Mekulkal. He says it's, uh, I guess, impaired, um, n- not straight, uh, and uh, I guess a little bit uh, damaged, that the child is, is impaired to a certain degree. Laman. What is that referring to? What exactly does that mean? That's not a normal halachic term. So, if it means that he's not allowed to marry any of the Jewish people, i.e. he's a mamzer, but we, you can't tell me that the child is a mamzer because this is said by Rabbi Shua ben Levi. Rabbi Shua ben Levi earlier, we quoted him earlier in the last recording, that Rabbi Shua ben Levi is of the opinion that the child is not a mamzer. The child is allowed to marry somebody from the Jewish people. But rather, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, what he means is that uh, this child of a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father is not allowed to marry a Kohen. They're not allowed to marry a Kohen. Uh, because all of those, even those who hold that the child is not a mamzer, they would agree that the child of this type of relationship would not be allowed to marry a Kohen. And we learn this out from the same case that we had in last week's recording, from the Amana to the Kohen Gadol, from the Example of the Kohen Gadol, the high priest is not allowed to marry an almana, a widow, if they got married, so then the child is pasal kuhuna, is not allowed uh, to marry a Kohen, they're not allowed to eat truma, uh, and so we learn it out from that case. How do we learn it out? Uh, we say just like when it comes to the Kohen Gadol, the high priest and the widow... That is a very specific commandment that only applies to the Kohen Gadol. And yet we say that the child is pogom. The child cannot, is not able to join into the kuhuna. So then certainly this case, uh, which is about not marrying uh, a non-Jew. If a person marries a non-Jew, so that applies to everybody. That applies to the entire Jewish people. So then certainly the child should be uh, pogom and should not be allowed to join the kuhuna. Um, and they, they shouldn't be able to marry a Kohen, and they shouldn't be able to eat uh, Cheruma. Now, we mentioned in the last recording that this is or this prohibition to marry a non-Jew, uh, certainly they're not allowed to get married. It's not viewed as a halachic marriage. From the Torah, from the Torah's perspective, the marriage is not even recognized. Uh, the question is, is the prohibition to have sexual relations, is that a biblical prohibition or is that a rabbinic prohibition? Uh, so that we discussed... Uh, in the last recording, that there's a dispute about that. There clearly is a prohibition, which applies to everybody. So the, the marriage is not recognized by the Torah, certainly. 
with regards to having relations, sexual relations, that is a dispute, whether whether that is a biblical or rabbinic prohibition. And uh, But it would apply, whatever, whether it's biblical or rabbinic, it applies to everybody. It certainly applies to everybody. And so therefore, the child uh, should not be able to marry a Kohen. So the Gemara asks the same question that we've had in last week's recording, how can we compare the two? Oh, when it comes to the widow and the Kohen Gadol and the high priest, that is an internal uh, commandment that applies to Kohanim. And in that case, not only is the child invalid to be part of the Kuna, but the mother also, the Almana, the widow, she also becomes Pasul Kuhuna. She's not allowed to marry even a different Kohen who's not the Kohen Gadol, who's not the high priest. She's not allowed to eat truma. So if it applies to her, it also applies to the child. So there's a very big difference between these two cases. Because uh, when it comes to the Jewish woman who married, who has relations with the non-Jew, uh, so who says that she also becomes pasal l'kuhuna? She also becomes uh, invalid to marry a Kohen or to eat truma. How do we know that that's true? Uh, so there's a big difference between the two because the Amana to the Kohen Gadol, the widow to the high priest, she herself becomes invalid to join the kahuna. So the Gemara answers, well, it happens to be true. The truth is, is that when the Jewish woman has relations with a non-Jewish man, she also, the truth is, she also becomes apostle uh, kahuna. She's not allowed to then marry a Kohen, and she's not allowed to eat truma. Let's say, if she's a Bas Kohen, she's the daughter of a Kohen, she's not allowed to eat truma. That's the law. And so therefore, we could make the connection, because just like the mother, by having relations with the non-Jew, uh, she becomes Pasal uh, Kuhuna. She's not allowed to join the Kuhuna. So then so too the child. The child also becomes Pasal Kuhuna. How do we know that the wife, uh, the Jewish uh, the Jewish mother who has relations with the non-Jewish father becomes Pasal Kuhuna, becomes invalid to join the Kuhuna? HaKhanami came in Chenevel Apsala. The Gemara explains as follows. The Amr Rabbi Shimon how do we know that whether, regardless of uh, whether she's a Kohen or a Yisrael or a Levi, if she has relations with a non-Jew, she becomes invalid to join the Kuna. She's not allowed to marry a Kohen. Shenamar, as the verse says, The verse says, in the context of, let's say, uh, she's the daughter of a Kohen. So as the daughter of a Kohen, you're allowed to eat truma. Part, she's part of the family. She's allowed to eat truma. However, if she gets married and she marries a Yisrael, a non-Kohen, so then she's no longer allowed to eat truma because she has now joined his family. He's, they, they are now all part of the Shevet of the Yisrael. And, the, and they are the tribe of the, uh, part of the Yisrael and they are not, she's not a Kohen anymore. However, if her husband passes away or if they get divorced, um, assuming... Uh, that they right if they don't have kids, so then she's she returns back to her father's home and she is allowed to have uh, truma. She's allowed to then have truma. But the verse says specifically in a context where she got divorced or her husband passed away and now she's viewed as a widow. So the Gemara says the Gemara expounds upon this. This only applies the idea of this marriage, which, which then she has that ability of returning back to her father's home only applies in the context of something which is viewed as a legal marriage, i.e. marrying another Jew. However, if she has sexual relations with somebody else, i.e. a non-Jew, and it's not viewed as a legal marriage, if he dies, she's not viewed as a widow, and there's no possibility of getting divorced because it's not viewed as a legal marriage from the Torah, 
So then she is not able to return back to her father's home. She's only able to return back to her father's home if she had a legal marriage and then uh, her husband passes away. They get divorced without any children. She's allowed to go back to her to her father's home and have truma. However, in this case, where she has relations with a non-Jew and it's not viewed as a legal marriage, so therefore uh, she is now no longer able to eat truma. She's no longer able to join the kahuna. So this proves to us that the mother also, the mother, the wife, uh, she also becomes pasul kahuna. She's no longer able to join the uh, the uh, the kahuna. She cannot marry a kohen, and she cannot eat uh, from the truma. And so the same thing would apply to the child. The child also now in that type of relationship, even though the child is not a mamzer, according to this opinion, and the way we paskin, the child is not a mamzer. However, uh, the child would not be allowed to marry a kohen. Now. It's important to note that there's a big discussion as to uh, when we say that the child becomes a pasal a kahuna, is no longer able to join the kahuna, are we referring to if the child is a girl or a boy? Certainly if it's a girl, she's not allowed to marry a kohen, because by marrying a kohen, or the attempt to marry a kohen is the attempt to join the kahuna. But if it's a boy, if it's a boy, there's a discussion as to whether or not he certainly... um, He's let's say he's a, when he marries somebody, so then the wife takes on the husband's status in terms of the shevet, the tribe, and the kuna. So he's um, he's not part of the kohen tribe, anyways, uh, because his father's not Jewish. So it's not like his father was a kohen. So he's allowed to marry whoever he wants. There's a question whether if he has children, do those children become uh, invalid to join the? Uh, kahuna, if he has a daughter, let's say, is she allowed to marry a Kohen? Uh, so that itself is a discussion. Certainly, if they have a child and it's a daughter, that daughter cannot marry a Kohen. Uh, but the question is with regards to uh, the son. It should be noted, uh, and we'll see this later on in the Gemara, that even this whole principle is actually not so clear. Even though we will not see anybody who explicitly argues on this position, uh, but it seems to be that some might argue on it, and some might be of the opinion that they really could, that really the child of a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father could in fact marry a Kohen. Um, and uh, we'll see that this might be the opinion of some opinions that we'll see later on in this recording. Uh, so it's really not so simple whether a child from a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father is allowed uh, to marry a Kohen. And we will elaborate on this uh, later on. The Gemara then says, and it's returning back to the issue of the Mamzer, is the child a Mamzer or not, which itself is clearly a dispute. Amr le Abai, Abai says to Rav Yosef, my chazes is the son of Dimi. Later, earlier in the last recording, Rav Dimi said that in the name of Rebbe, that the child is a mamzer, the child is a mamzer. So he says, why are you following Rav Dimi, who's quoting Rebbe? You should follow the Ravin. Ravin is a different uh, Amora who says that Rebbe disagrees, that Rebbe holds that the child is not a mamzer. Dechi Azar Ravin, Amar, Ravin said, Robin said that Rabbi Nasan and Rabbi Huda Nasi, who is the same person as Rabbi, they both agree that the child is permissible. She's permissible. The child is permissible to marry. She, the, per, the child is not a mamzer. Uh, and so why are you quoting the version of Rav Dimi, who says the child is a mamzer, quote the version of Robin, the understanding of Robin, that Rebbe says that the child is not a mamzer. Um, and so therefore we should follow that 
uh, that position. There are those that say, as I mentioned before, that when he says lahetera, the child is mutter, perhaps when he says mutter, it means even to a kohen. That even to a kohen, that they're allowed to marry even a kohen. The Gemara now quotes other Amoraim who say that it is permissible for them to marry somebody else. Va'af Rav Morebahetera. Rav also says it's permissible, and this is how we follow. This is the end of the day how we follow that the child of a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father is allowed to marry somebody else. Dehudas like Rav, and we have the following interesting story. Somebody came in front of Rav. Amar In fact, this person who came in front of Rav wasn't was himself a child from a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father, and he asks Rav. What's my status? Am I allowed to marry somebody else? That's basically what he asked. I'm the child of a, of a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father. Rav said that, yeah, you, you are a kasher. You are allowed to marry anybody from the Jewish people. So then this person said back, If that's true, so then give me your daughter. Let me marry your daughter. Uh, so that's what he says to Rav. So Rav says back, No, I'm not giving her uh, to you. I'm not giving her to you. Um, so whether it's because it wasn't a good fit, or whether some want to say that Rav, when he's saying that even though it's true that you're allowed to marry uh, anybody, that's what the halach is. However, there still is some sort of pagam, there's still some sort of blemish, in which he said, technically it's allowed, but I I personally, um, I will not give my, my daughter to you, because there still is some sort of, it's not a complete... Uh, Kedusha Yisrael, because the mother was Jewish, the father was not Jewish, so it's not the, have had that complete Kedusha Yisrael. So even though technically you are allowed to, the halacha says that it's permissible, certainly permissible, but I'm, I'm not giving uh, my daughter. That's how some want to explain it. So Amar Shimi Barchiyah Rav, Shimi Barchiyah sees this and he says to Rav, he says, I don't understand, you said it's permissible, you said it's permissible for them to marry anybody. The child is not a mamzer. And now they now he's saying he wants to marry your daughter, and you're saying no? You're 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 not you're not a, you're not uh, you're not acting in the way in which you you ruled, and he and he gives the following analogy. He says, "This is what people say." Amri inchi gama b'mada kava rakta hakava v'hagama v'hamada v'lo rakta, because the people say there it's known that there's a camel in madai who dances in a very in a kav in a very small vessel. A camel is very big. And he's dancing in a very very small vessel. It's nearly impossible. Basically, people are saying that such a thing occurs. And then they go to the place. And we have the we have that vessel here in front of me. I have the camel. And we're in Made. And but the camel's not dancing. Meaning <laughs> you ruled this way, you said it's permissible, and you're not acting on it. How come you're not acting on it? So so Amar Lay, uh, just before we get to Rob's response, why did he use the analogy of the camel? So some want to say because a camel, a camel is not kosher, even though he has one sign of, there are two signs that are necessary about the, uh, for kashras of an animal, the, the camel has one sign to hora, that it is a, a kosher animal, and one sign that it's not a kosher animal. And so it's parallel a little bit to this person, to this child, who's the, uh, who the, the, the son of a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father. He has one sign of being Jewish and one sign of the father who is not uh, Jewish. And so that's why he uses the example of the camel. But Rav says back to him, Even if you were as great as Yoshua ben Nun, the next leader of the Jewish people after Moshe, even if it was as great as Yoshua, I would not give my daughter to him. And some want to say specifically Yoshua. If it was Moshe, then I would have to agree. If it was Moshe, I would have to agree. 
But uh, if even if it was as great as Yahushua, I would not give my daughter. I would not give my daughter ten. So Amar Le Shimi says back. He says there's no comparison between Yahushua and this person. If you said no, if you said my daughter is not fit for Yahushua ben Nun for whatever reason, uh, the leader of the Jewish people after Moshe, so then somebody else would marry Yahushua. But this person who's coming to ask you, they're the, they're the, the son of a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father, they're coming to ask you, that if you are the one, you're the one who's saying that it's permissible and you still aren't giving your daughter uh, and, and allowing your daughter to marry him, so then nobody, nobody's going to allow this. Uh, but still, uh, Rab did not want to, uh, to give his daughter uh, to, to marry him, either because it wasn't a good uh, match, or as I pointed out before, others wanted to say that no, that even though technically it's allowed, there still is some sort of pagam, there's still some sort of blemish there. So he didn't, get, he didn't, uh, he didn't uh, change his mind. This person who asked the question, this son in the story who asked the question, he would not leave Rav's presence. He would constantly bug him and bug him and say, let me marry your daughter. And Rav, he got, he got upset about this and we've had this in previous Gemaras. He set his eyes upon him in some sort of, uh, because he was upset and, and if, having the eyes connect and getting upset for, for a Torah scholar and such a great person to get upset, it has an impact in this world and that person died. Uh, that person ended up dying. Some want to say that the person died because Rav really believed in his ruling. He really believed that he could marry somebody else from the Jewish people. He just felt uh, that he shouldn't marry my own daughter. That maybe there's still, still some sort of blemish that he shouldn't marry my daughter, but I want him to marry somebody else. And because he's constantly asking me and asking me and asking me, so then he was concerned that people would have the wrong ruling. They'll think that it's not allowed, but I really hold it is allowed. And so therefore, he had to. Uh, he got so upset that uh, that the person had to die so that he could maintain and continue his ruling so that people understood that really he could marry somebody else. It was just that he himself, Rav himself, felt that he shouldn't marry his own daughter. Now we have uh, a few more stories. Va'af Rav Masna, Moraballah, Masna also ruled that it's permissible for him to marry anybody. He's not a mamzer, the child's not a mamzer. Va'af Ruhudim Ba'alah, Rav Yehuda also. However, Rav Yehuda also says, even though technically you're allowed to marry uh, anybody from the Jewish people, except for maybe a Kohen, but you're allowed to marry maybe even a Kohen, but you're, but you're allowed to marry anybody from the Jewish people, he says still, either go and hide yourself, change, change your identity, uh, meaning re- relocate to a different place where people, you know, people don't know who you are, so that you'll be able to get married, because there's still this idea that, uh, that, they, don't want, they, uh, that uh, they don't want to marry such a person. There's still some sort of blemish. Or marry somebody else, who's also the child of a Jewish mother or a non-Jewish father. And similarly, Rava said the same idea, that either go somewhere else where people don't recognize you or marry somebody of your own, somebody else who's also a girl who's the daughter of a Jewish mother or a non-Jewish father. There are those who want to say that we see from here that even though technically it's allowed, still there is some sort of blemish there. Uh, others do uh, disagree. Uh, this idea of hiding yourself, hiding who your who your parents are, is an interesting idea because this is a concept of technically it's allowed. Some want to be more stringent to say that they wouldn't marry such a person. Are you allowed to get married if technically it's allowed? And some have this stringency. Do you have to say something? Do you not have to say something? Is it lift naiver? Is it some sort of violation if you don't if you keep it uh, to yourself? So it seems from here that it's not a it's not a violation. But in the end of the day, the halacha is 
that uh, such a such a child is not a mamzer. They're allowed to marry somebody. As to whether or not they're allowed to marry a Kohen is a matter of dispute. It's not so simple. If they already got married, we say that they could get married, but whether they're allowed to get married initially is really, really not so not so simple. Um, and the Achronim and the Poskim, the later Poskim, they try to find ways, try to figure out is it allowed or is it not allowed for a person who has a non-Jewish father for them to marry a Kohen.